If you stop for every barking dog, you will never get to where you want to go. That was a great quote I heard today from Katie Chanakis, a long-time Hollywood actor, artist, musician, who also does a spot of DJing and writes her own poems and books. Katie has started to release her work as NFTs, and we talk a lot about that, and also how Hollywood is warming up to NFTs and NFTs are starting to put the power back into creators' hands. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Kostoshi, and today we have Katie Chonakis, and she is an actress, an author, an artist, a musician. Um, I think you're many things, Katie. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and what your project is in crypto? Sure. Ever since I was a child, you know, everyone's called me a renaissance person, you know, so I'm just so interested in so many different things. And thank you so much for having me. And, you know, for the person tuning in and listening, thank you for watching and listening and being here. It really, really means a lot. Um, Yeah. So my journey um, into, um, you know, crypto was in 2018 and it was just so above my head. I didn't know what was going on. And I had all these different friends and one invited me to DJ an event that was happening downtown LA. So I, I showed up and it was all public art putting it on and they had me DJ. And so I, you know, as a DJ, you go the day before you set up, you check out um, the, the, the electronics, the sound check, everything like that. And there were artists there putting up their artwork, their physical artwork. And I'm like, yo, what's going on here? And they're like, oh yeah, um, it's an event, 1111 funds. And they were raising funds for the blockchain. And they're like, oh, you're a physical painter too. Bring your work. So they gave me a wall of seven of my pieces. And so the, the next day before the event, I'm pu- I put up seven of my physical paintings and I'm DJing the event. So my first blockchain event and welcoming into crypto, I'm DJing and showing off <clears throat> seven of my physical paintings with other NFT artists. I had no idea. So, so then I'm invited to like all these Hollywood events, um, you know, where like Larry King was speaking, um, the Gear Foundation and how it was environmentally friendly. And then I was curating dinners with influencers, with private jet companies and offering people like the guests when they come to hear about like what's happening. Um, and then I would curate like, like someone would win um, a private jet experience with, with the guest. Right. And it was the, um, the, the Scorpion King, I think that show that was on CBS for a long time, the, the creator um, came and he's the one that won in, with, with the guest. Um, and, and then um, I was like flown to New York and I was at the Baccarat and I was like hosting dinners and there were like $40,000 dinners. And I, we were just inviting all these people to come. And it was like insane. And they were, they were people from Asia and they were raising all these funds for the blockchains. And they would, they would bring in these huge, massive um, TVs right? And they would show video games and sports and they were showing like the way of like the world. And this was in 2018. So then my life took me on a journey. And then um, during, you know, um, last year of 2021 in March, like I got caught of the buzz of Blau revolutionizing the music industry, right? And, and people had- Can you talk a bit about that, about about revolutionizing the music industry, just for the viewers who don't know what, what we're talking about. Oh, sure. Story. His name's Justin. He's from Las Vegas. He goes by Blau as a DJ. Um, it, his name is um, spelled 3LAU. He took an album from three years prior and put it for auction on the blockchain. And it went for, I think, over 
11 million or over 16 million. And I mean, I was watching the auction and who was the highest bidder. And I was just clocking the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Um, and then a few weeks later, Grimes, she um, from Toronto, from Canada, she released her album on uh, Nifty Gateway and it went for like, it was an auction. It went for over 6 million. And I was just, from that point on, I started digital mining with Pi. Are you familiar with Pi digital no, mining? No, Nicholas? Pi? Oh, I can send you a code, but I've been mining. So um, it's digital mining, like how people used to go to like California to like do physical mining for the gold Mm -hmm. rush. Mm -hmm. These are people with like technology where you can physically mine now. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, is this like Bitcoin mining um, for Pi coins or. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, and I don't think it's on, I don't think it's on Bitcoin. I should definitely know what what it's on since I've been doing it for a year and a half. No. No, it's sounds similar. It sounds similar. So, yeah. Pi. It's yeah, okay. there's Pi Day and it's purple and um gold. That's mm. the the mm. colors and the logo of the Pi. So Nicholas, he's Greek. I'm Greek. Mm. He, he went to Stanford um, and I was told about Pi. And a lot of people in India and a lot of people in Asia like mm. caught on quick to it. And mm. I joined when there was like 16 million people um mm. in March of um 2021. Mm. And now there's over 36 million people That's on it. 36 million, wow. Yeah, because you can see how many people are on it. Mm. And so what I was able to do was um, um, stake and hold and lock mm. up my pies. So mm. you do that and then you earn more. So like, for example, when I don't want to get too all over the place, but um, if you're if you have stacks, S-T-A-C-K-S, stacks, oh, yeah. STX, coin, STX yeah. stacks, if you if you have stacks, uh, they're on Bitcoin. And so you earn if you hold, then you can actually earn Bitcoin by mm. um, being mm. with stacks. So mm. I personally, not financial advice, but I personally like the people and the community. Mm. They're very ethical. And um, the people I create with, they were the very first ones to do the accelerator program. So if you go to, well, my website, she's all over the place. I Last week, I just had Brittany Lachlan. She's at um, Bitcoin Unleashed right now in Miami. And um, she was on my podcast and she's the executive director. Um, and she would probably be a guest. I can introduce you if you want her on, but she'd be a great guest. But she's the executive director of the Stacks Foundation. And so oh, they okay. have. I, I used to own Stacks, by the way. So, so so, I used to have a holding of Stacks. So I know it's basically it's what they've built the Bitcoin and Miami coins on, isn't it? It's that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Miami, um, my, the Miami coin, I was there in December um, mm. through for Miami coin. Mm. That's where I met Brittany, actually. And um, she was just on my podcast. She said they raised over $30 million in crypto for the city. And they already spent $5 million on, you know, um, people who are homeless and building homes there. And everyone in the in the city, they actually get a piece of that pot, right, of the $30 million and and more that they're growing. The, the community, it goes back mm-hmm. to the community. So other cities are starting to do it too. But that's a, if you want to put in the show notes, that's a fabulous episode, definitely to listen. And she cool. gives a lot of value okay, yeah, information okay, of yeah, what they're yeah. offering. Yeah, and I can introduce you to her if you want to. She's great. Um, but kind of like circling back around um, 11-11. Uh, so, so then March of 2021, um, I released... Um, the first love poem on the blockchain. I'm a poet. So I, I was the first artist to release a love poem on the blockchain coupled with uh, a Polaroid, which is the original Polaroid by Polaroid that was discontinued in 2001. And I um, curated that with my friend, Robert Sturman, who did the, the, the image of me. And it's the Polaroid with the poem. And um, that was really prolific. And then, and then in um, November 11, 11 of 2021, I released an album all about, um, you know, 
exploring divine femininity and claiming and reclaiming one's power. Excuse me. And um, I really said, water, it. Just, uh... oh, no, I'm good. I just, oh, I had, uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, so what happened was um, I really sit everywhere as a musician would in web two, like on all streaming platforms, mm. but I also dropped it on open C on the blockchain mm. 11. Mm. Um, and so um, I was at Art Basel in December, 2021 and Blake Jameson, who's an NFT artist, curator and collector. Mm. He picked up two of my music NFTs. So I am one mm. of the very first, um, not only humans to mm. sell music NFTs, but um, female identifying human too and non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interest, so interesting because um, I was speaking to Arvin Kamshe um, recently and he said that um, very few individual artists have, have realized that they, they can publish their music via NFTs yet. I know. I know. And, and I'm, I'm so proud because I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm just so enamored and proud because I always like knew like everyone has their purpose and everyone has amazing things you know, attributed to their own lives, whether we honored it or not. And I have, you know, been very um, humbled and um, in gratitude of living and having this experience in life. And then, but I just, just have always heard it and just always known that I was like supposed to be a part of some pretty prolific things. And I have, and I'm very grateful, but this is like a whole new zest of life. That's really exciting. And so like to be the first artist to put a love poem on the blockchain, mm-hmm. right? To be one of the very first artists to sell music NFTs when mm-hmm. like more than half the artists don't even know about it yet. Mm-hmm. And I've already sold to. So it's like, mm-hmm. I've, always, I've always really been ahead of the curve. Like um, I'm 411, I'm actually dropping my podcast as NFTs. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do it a year and a half ago um, and I'm doing it now or mm-hmm. not a year and a half ago, a, about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm finally doing it now. So the first 10 episodes, I'm dropping it. I'm four, I'm 411. So what happened was after our Basel, after Blake Jameson um, bought two of my music NFTs, um, I met like a, a full team of women, right? Um, Jessica, who's the creative director of Vayner NFT, Brittany, who's with Stax, and um, and Ala. Who you say Vayner is... NFT, you mean the Vaynerchuk NFT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja- yeah. Jessica. Be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jessica, she'll be, she's the creative director for Vayner oh, NFT. Okay, yeah. So she's speaking um, this weekend at um, NFT San Diego too. So I'll see mm-hmm. her. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and she, yeah, so we're like a part of the same collective in some way. Mm-hmm. So um, she always gives a lot of valuable information and insight mm-hmm. and pays it forward. And she's just very classy, like really nice person. Um, and so when I met like the team of ladies, um, and they saw me and they're like, oh my gosh. And they're like, oh, you're into fashion. You're an actor, you're a voiceover, or like your podcast or like all these things. It's all this ball, ball of energy. And they're like, okay, we want to, hey, Lair's like, we want to work with you. We want to like honor you and like put everything you've done. We want to properly introduce you to the blockchain. So we, I worked with the strategy team with Marina and Justin and Ala and um, they decided. So, and this was in December. And so in January, we made a, a commitment that we're doing um, a monthly project until 2023. So I have a monthly drop on Hey Lair every single month. And I can tell you about those. But the first one was like, oh, how do we introduce you know me to the blockchain? So Katie Chinakis on the blockchain. So we did, we took everything I do. And then we, we narrowed it down to the 11 pillars of Katie Chinakis. Then there's two NFTs for each one. So there's 22 NFTs, they're 11. It's um it's it's Hero Wallet H I R O. It's um on Stacks, 
which is Bitcoin. We talked about it too. So you can stake and hold. So not only are you staking and holding, but like you have an NFT and an NFT could go for like what, 200 or 400 or whatever. But then like, let's say someone's on a TV show that could go to $20,000 or $40,000 or even, even more. So it's like, it's fun having the, the creative aspect of a non-fungible token of an NFT of an artist, which could be a podcast or, um, you know, a movie or a short film or music uh, or just a, you know, a photo- uh, an image of photography, like whatever it is, but to actually like own the digital asset. And then, you know, in addition to like, you know, having the the coin, like, you know, the, the currency, I think it, I think it's more fun. Right. Cause like, so I know some people are into it where they're just like into the currencies mm-hmm. and they're not doing the creative at, um, mm-hmm. art part of it. But for me, it's, I'm like Blake Jameson where it's like, not only am I an NFT artist, but I collect, I mean, I have, you know, over 40 pieces of different artists that I've collected. Um, and it's fun, you know, and, and I, physical and I, or NFTs. They're digital. They're digital, digital assets. Okay. okay. Yeah. Can, so, can I ask you a question about your collections? Because um, sure. Um, I, I know we had a schedule before we started, but but it's 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 um it, it's nice to know all of you know. Um, at some point, I want to know about your background. But when um you're selling your NFT art, do you have like a um a road? You said you're going till next year. Um, where you're going to be selling the yeah. Work. But I mean, I know that a, a lot of NFTs started out as digital, um, like artwork. Yeah. But now they're almost turning into like a ticketing system. So, for example, if someone has your work, you know, like maybe they'll be part of a monthly call with you. Right. Um, or, or maybe there's some other special perks they, you know, right. they get. Is, do, you, do you have that sort of thing in your roadmap? Yeah. So I'm building those out. And yes, I have for, for some of them. They're called utilities. Um, so it's about, about being a part of the community. So, um, I I'm creating my generative project now, which will have a roadmap of utilities. Um, and we could talk about that. Um, but the first, so the first one, January was the 11 pillars of Katie Chinakis. And then the second one, um, is, um, yeah. And some of them I put attributes where it's like, you know, there's unlockables where it's like, maybe you'll get a shout out on my podcast or like a, a signed copy of my um, poetry book, a lover's fairy tale, or like, a, um, like, or like something from one of my merch lines, which is available on my website. Right. So some of the NFTs I own were able like Saba were with my um, Tokyo punks were able to have um, licensing rights. Right. So I made like a whole merch line and I can sell them and it's like my logo and I can, we can make money off them. So that's like the utility that comes along with the digital the assets, the NFTs. So like I'm gifting like, oh, okay. Like um, maybe I'll gift you something from my merch line. So there mm-hmm. are attributes with every single NFT that I have thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, the the second collection was in February. Um, I dropped love poems on the blockchain. The rest of mm-hmm. my love poems from a lover's fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, March, not only am I NFT artist, but I onboard people into Web3. I'm a community builder. And, oh, okay. I, wow. and I curated um, my NFT artist friends who were female identifying all genders and on international women's day on March 8th, I dropped a a collaboration, but it's not just for March and it's not just for that day. It's ongoing. So 20% of each NFT proceeds goes to the Ukraine crisis of what's happening. And so 
um, that I can honor other uh, NFT artists and be a part of a collaborative. So when they're sharing, everyone's sharing each other's work. And it's not just about making money, like money's cool, but it's also about community and the energy and the essence of the intention that we put out and it's shape shifting our now and um, hopefully our near future. So this is the intention on a deep rooted level. So not only me having my art you know, but also producing mm. and having other people mm. be a part of the collective and onboarding people, you know, um, really easily on Haylair. That's just one marketplace. And I think it's really important to be on multiple marketplaces for to be seen and heard. Um, and then so that was that was March. And then my April collection is um, I mentioned I'm dropping 10 episodes, the first 10 episodes of my podcast on Haylair. And then in May, um, for mental health awareness month, um, releasing never, um, before seen photos that no one would ever want to purchase or, or no one would ever want to, um, repurpose or put them on uh, social media, but I'm going to show a side of me that's very vulnerable that people haven't seen to show them certain struggles that I was going through, you know, and that I, what I learned. So, um, so, and then like, you know, 30% of those proceeds will go to the mental health Alliance, like the, you know, support people with mental health. So every single one of my, um, uh, collections, uh, percent goes to 20% or 30% will go, goes to something that's apropos of the collection and who's a part of the collection. And we agree upon it as like a collective, um, you know, and then, when, and then when you, you agree on it as a collective, who's, who would you define as part of the collective is the people who hold your NFTs or. Well, for example, like Robert Sturman, who did all the beautiful Polaroids um, for my my poetry book, Lover's Fairy Tale. And he's like, yeah, do whatever what do you want, whatever you want with it. And he doesn't have children, but he has animals. And, uh, you know, he's always like rescuing animals. So um, so in this situation, I said, where would you like to donate some of the proceeds? And he said, you know, PETA or the gentle barn. Mm -hmm. uh, so he said um, one of those. So. Um, I'm like, okay, so that's, that's where it'll go, you know, in honor of his love as an artist and a humanitarian and understanding, you know, paying it forward. So mm -hmm. that's what we chose to do for that specific collection. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are some of my collections right now. And like, I have them rolled out through 2023 with Hey Lair, mm -hmm. um, but I'm also um, doing a generative project with my friend, Sunny, and we're curating that right now. He, um, was an art director on um, Matrix mm. and Star Wars. And he's amazing, a digital artist. Um, and so we're going to do a generative project together. And so oh, wow, um, that I'll have a roadmap, like on a proper website with utilities and things of that nature. It's quite, it's quite interesting listening because you were quite successful before you got into the blockchain. And um, what advice would you have? Because... I think one of the things that I'm interested with in NFTs is there's a lot of people out there who, you know, who might see you and say, yeah, but you know, she's doing NFTs, but she, she had success before she was into NFTs. What would you say to those people? Do not compare comparisons, a death threat. I mean, I could literally bare bones, just isolate and strip off any illusion or thing that I know I've done or that you think I've done and just be here now and just be at one with the universe and none of it matters. It's an illusion. It was a moment in time and things happen, but it can never be recreated. 
the way that it was. And the gift and the purpose of life is to create something out of nothing. It's not about the end result. It's actually about creating. And if we can't control of how it's going to look, we can have a vision, a target of how, of our intention of what we want. And then we need to put it into the universe's hand. And so we can really get creative and really explore and discover, and we don't have to do it alone. We can go on a journey of curiosity to figure out what that is. But then if we, when we have a collective of people doing it with us, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, but a couple people. So we don't have to do it alone. It's more Mm -hmm. fun. And we get to learn and grow with one another. So more patience and kindness with ourselves first. And then how we treat ourselves is sets the bar of how Mm -hmm. we allow other people to treat us. And for the journey of the project, then, you know, be more playful and fun. So if you start with the good intentions and start with knowing certain red flags of like who you want to interact with and Mm. you know what you don't want, then you can be assertive and raise your voice and be true to yourself and authentic with self. And that takes a lot of work. I I, I like that, by the way, what you said, because I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of people have asked me about NFTs and digital art. And I see there's a lot of people who who before digital art they didn't want to put the work in because there's still a lot of work to put in yeah and a lot. there's also a lot of people who just want to do it because they want to make a quick buck and i mean you said it's about i mean making the community and I, I agree with that because i think with a lot any of these projects are all about community building you know for people yeah. who, who have like shared values or a shared vision and it could be nice to make money but it doesn't always happen you know so I think the people who are going in into it just to make money, I think it's for the, you know, it's not for the right reason, you know, um, it would be nice, but, um, but it shows their character. It shows their cards and mm. some may have success and they may not. And it's just, their lesson to learn. Mm. They mm. may have some success from it. Um, and they might be good intentions and they mm. may have success and, and they, you know, cut themselves short by cutting other people short. And, mm. you know, they, it gives it a, uh, uh, that reputation, mm. but that's a part of life. But mm. when you're grounded in, you know, your core with yourself and then with the community of people who are, you know, doing good and having the intentions, mm. that's going to, the light's going to soar through mm. all of the other muck, but it's a part of life. There's, there's the yin, there's the yang, mm. there's the light, there's the dark, there's all of it. Mm. And that's how we all learn and grow. It's not mm. blaming or shaming or, you know, it's just like, Oh, wow. wow what is this? The, the thing is how quickly can we clean it up and how, mm. and how do we do that? Mm. I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it, I think listening to like, cause this has been your story for the last like four years almost um, from what, from what you said. So um, it seems like in like a lot of the stuff that's going on there that you were describing about, about the events. I mean, it's a lot more than is, is generally happening here in Europe. I mean, here, most people, they still don't really know what blockchain and NFTs are and stuff like that. And most people still talk very negative about anything crypto. Is it yeah. this? Is it the same in the states, or is it just that your circle you're in is oh. is 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 into this? Oh no! I mean, I, I, some people think it's a scam, and and they they just see what they see on the news, and of course, the news is going to say like like the worst thing possible and put mm. fear into people. And mm. so in what they read, so a lot of people just don't get it because it, it's psychological. You mm. have to, it's, it's like planting a seed, you know, and it's being, it's being conditioned by what society and what we've learned. So we mm. only know what we already know. Right. So when there's that space on the canvas, that's blank, it's mm. for the unknown to create, right. To create a new world. So we can actually have the power to do that. 
And we as humans have the power to do that. And we have the power when we do it collectively. And I've always mm-hmm. been that way because my dad was a cross country runner and he turned me on to cross country running. So what I do as an individual affects the whole, the whole team. And I got my individual score, but then I also got a team score. Right. And so it's like nourishing, drinking water, um, what I put into my body the night before a race and then mentally preparing and getting rest and how do you prep your mind, body, spirit for the race for when, you know, the trigger goes off and then you go and you have, you know, 5k 3.1 miles to, you know, to, to uh, what you do before that, all the preparation comes down to that, you know, 18, 19, 20 minutes in a race or 21, 22, depending on your, you know, your scores, but um, it's, it's that specific. So I like to have, I I'm so grateful to have more of a sports mentality when it comes to things, because I feel like, um, it's like a garden and you sow seeds and you nourish it, you nourish it. And every three Very positive months, attitude. <laughs> yeah. every three months you yeah. come in and you do a rake, you say, yeah. Oh, this is a dud, but not like anger. Like, Oh, this is a dud. And you get mad. It's just like, Oh, this is a dud. Like the more seeds you plant, the more duds you're going to have, but it's like, great, get yeah. rid of them. And then just keep nourishing the ones that are blossoming and then turn over the soil and sow more seeds. So it's kind of so, like so, the garden of life. So, so do you, do you um, just, ignore the people who that like the naysayers who, who yes like, yeah, 1000 yeah. they don't exist mm. <laughs> i don't okay. just yeah it, it's, it's not it's not like i'm obnoxiously ignoring you mm. just you know um dr john jenkwish he's partners with tony robbins he was on my podcast she's all over the place and um, he, he he talked about one of his favorite quotes by churchill and um i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm gonna fragment the 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 um quote but it was something like if you stop at every barking dog you're never gonna get to where you want to go so everyone who's just you know what i mean if you stop and listen to everyone it's just going to distract you from your goals and (laughs) and right before he was on my podcast nasa just published one of his papers you know what i mean and he's he's a scientist and he's great. Like, uh, yeah, like both of them. So it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah. If you, if you stop at every barking dog, it's like, everyone's going to have the opinion. That's why when I do something like I, I do my best not to tell people what I'm doing, because when you tell people what you're doing, the brain is just a tool. It doesn't know the difference between if you've done it or not, but if you don't say anything and you're building up this chi and you're building up this energy and you're building up this excitement and you're on the discovery with self and you're going into the unknown, then you can become solid like an oak tree. So then when you go to share with someone that you mm. love, who, who mm. you care about, mm. when people are questioning you, then you don't feel like you have to explain yourself and get frustrated because how can you explain something and you're frustrated when you haven't really fully developed it yourself? Like instead of enjoying the gift for yourself first, it dissipates by sharing it with others because you want to share the exciting thing. But other people, you have to be able to protect your energy mm. and protect mm. your ideas. These other people, not that they're having ill will or bad intention, mm. let's just make you know act like we're telling people who are our friends they're gonna have questions because people are curious by nature and we're just gonna ask questions but i'm not gonna have all the answers to that thing yet because i'm still birthing it i'm still creating it i, th- I, th- I think a lot of people want validation before they do anything i, I mean I'm, I'm the same i just go out and do something i'd rather fail and i don't yeah. even and, and if no one's laughing at me then i don't think i'm trying hard enough you know yeah <laughs> So the thing about that is like when you, we go somewhere and we want the validation, that's insecurity, it's people pleasing. So the thing is, it's like, if it comes up and you're aware of validation, it's like, who, 
what am I doing? I'm wanting the, I'm wanting this to be validated. Why do I need this to be validated by someone external outside of me? Mm. I don't, I don't mm. I actually, I want to validate myself. Like when I show mm. up somewhere, I'm like, I went to, I went to after party and IRL, um, the very first in, in person, mm. um, arts and music festival, um, just a few weeks ago. And everyone, it was so windy, like so windy. It was partly outside mm. and inside and outside. Mm. And like p- these, like people are wearing these like high stilettos and I went in sweats and, and sneakers and I had so much fun and everyone's running up to me like, Oh my God, you look so comfortable. Like you look so good. Like, I'm going to go home and change or I wish I would have wore this or tomorrow I'm going to wear this. Like but they're not only dressing up for themselves, but they're, and they're like, Oh, but I wanted to wear sneakers. I want it. And I'm like, well, yeah, go ahead. But they're, they have the illusion impression that they need to look good for other people. Mm. But if you look and feel good for yourself, other people are going to see that. And mm. I want to make sure I'm feeling good so I don't get sick. Mm. I want to make sure I'm feeling good so my body's next, not sore the next day. And I want to make sure I'm feeling good so when I'm dancing, I'm not like tripping over heels or like, you know, like uncomfortable. So I want to feel and look good. And you could apply that to any situation. Mm. I need to validate myself only. I don't need validation from other people. And I say this so specifically because I did need validation from other people before I was a people pleaser. I traveled the world asking how to be successful, jump, how high left, how long, what do I do up, down, in between. And I would go and listen. And people were like, here, here's a bone, go run after it. And I would go and do it. But most of the time, the people who have these ideas of, you know, they're just telling you their experiences, but they don't know your destiny and what you're aligned to. They're just like giving you the best advice because you're asking. That's if they're even willing. That's why some people just won't even give advice because they don't want to put themselves in a position, you know? Um, But sometimes when you, when you go ask people for something and then most of the time, the people don't go do it. Like mm-hmm. Shane Salk, he was on my podcast. Uh, he has Carcerum, the series. It's like a really popular um, fantasy audio drama podcast with um, Bill Holmes. So I, he, they're in my voiceover community. And Shane was saying like, you know, he would go to meet these people and um, he would go and do the things and he would come back. And they were like, oh, well, I didn't really think you were going to go do it. Like they, <laughs> they really don't have something mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. They just say, go do this to mm. kind of get you off their back. But then they don't, they're they not there to actually like help mm. you. Not everyone, but just some brushstrokes of experience. So if, pe- if people want to try it, they should just do it basically. And uh, can, can I ask, can I go back a bit? I mean, if people want to get into NFTs, I'm saying they should just do it. They shouldn't just be waiting, waiting, waiting until the whole world's doing it and then say, okay, now I'll do it because everyone else is doing it. Um so can I go back a bit? So I mean, you're you're obviously very um, technical because a lot of a lot of artists um, are probably waiting for the whole world to be doing NFTs before they even dip their toe in. But what was your life that brought you up to this point? And then suddenly in 2018, you said, "Wow, this this is something." I mean, what actually got what what was kind of you know your story going up to there? Yeah, I've just always been um, open hearted, open minded and curious to try anything once. So um, uh, I do stand up, I do voiceovers, comedy, drama, like on screen acting, comedy, drama, video games, commercials, uh, you know, DJing, different kinds of music, traveling the world, different cultures, like, you know, meeting all different kinds of people. So that I've always just been curious like that, you know, um, 
and reading. And I love audiobooks, but mm. I've always just been into those kind of things. And um, and I think because I'm just such a yes and kind of person mm. that um, I have an eclectic um, um, relationships with people. And so when I get invited to something like, oh, hey, come check out this, come do this. Mm. I'm like, OK, cool. Like mm. if I if I if I, I feel it, like I listen to the intelligence of my body, if I'm like, no, like I just don't do it. Mm. Um, but if I'm like, yeah, then I'll go and check it out. And that mm. just by showing up, it leads to the unknown and it leads mm. to the next person I'm going to meet or mm. something that I'm going to see and want to be a part mm. of or, you know, something you know, it kind of stems from that. Mm. But the worst thing is, you know, when you, when you say no, and you don't show up and we just cut ourselves off from different opportunities. So you've always looked at like new things and new technologies and new ways of doing things. You've just gone for it. So blockchain and that was just one of those things you saw and you said, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was ever, since I was a kid, I've just always thought I was like really ahead of my time. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I don't like wires. Like I love the wires. I'm not into wires. And I remember when I was a kid, I was like, yo, when's everything going to be wireless? And now like every, a lot of things are wireless. Mm. Um, the other thing that hasn't happened yet, but I was wondering since I was a kid and you're, you'll be the first person I tell this to. So it's, I'll give you a laugh here, but, but they happen with wires, with wireless at wireless, everything. I'm like, when's everything going to be wireless? Mm. Um, and these are wireless, but now I'm on my system here. So it's not cause I'm with my mic, but these, these are Bluetooth wireless. But, um, when I was a kid, I was also asking, when are we going to be able to transport food and smell through, through the electronics? Like you're mm-hmm. eating something. I'm like, oh, I want that. And it comes through. Mm-hmm. I was, I've always been wondering, when are we going to be able to do that? So if it no, happens no, in our lifetime, here. it's nearly here huh? now with Kana. It's nearly here with Kana. Okay. There's a company called Kana, which is doing it for drinks. And, um, and that's, that's here now. It's already been yeah. done. Okay. It's not, so, it's, I don't think you can buy it in the shop yet, but it's been made. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, great. Great. Yeah. yeah so but your prediction's coming true. Yeah. So I, but I've, I've, but that's happened like a lot. Like everything since I was a kid, I was always like wondering when like something is going to finally happen, you know, like certain things, like those kind of things. So you've got yeah. a very predictive um, like mind and um, I, uh, okay. So, so this is maybe a good segue to go into uh, and, and here you might have to, cause you're a very open person, but imagine if you're not so open as you are. Yeah. And yeah, how would you like? Where do you see like, wh- like what's NFTs and digital art? What's it going to change in the world? And 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 how is it going to change the way that people behave and think about things? In in your opinion, going forward, great, great question, great question, important question. Um, okay, uh, first and foremost, um, there's a lot of gluttony in the world. You know, it's like how many sunglasses do you need? Thirty pairs of sunglasses. How many suits do you need? How many shoes do you need? I've been to um, these, you know, homes where there are estate sales and you go into them in like Bel Air and Beverly Hills and stuff. And it's like, there's just it's so much like, you know, people who practice minimalism and it's so it's better for the environment, not so much consumerism, you know, having digital assets. I think it's going to be quality over quantity, you know, which is that's, that's how things are. It's like quality over quantity, you know? And so I feel like also, for example, it's like, let's say I'm going to go to a a Britney Spears concert or any kind of concert. Like I like, right. Mm -hmm. I remember my first concert was corn when I was a kid, corn with a K corn with a K corn. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I went to this corn concert 
And it's like, I saw all these people. I'm like, oh, these are my people. Or if I went to Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears when I was a kid, it's like, it's like, oh, these are my people. These are my people. And, but then when I go home and I'm in my, you know, town and I'm walking around the mall, I'm like, these people, like, these aren't my people. Where are my people at? So, and now with social media and technology and, you know, you don't know who to believe or what's a bot or who's scamming you, you don't know. So I feel like these communities that are being built, they're being tailored for you, like whatever your interests are. Like, let's say you're into horses or let's say you're into race cars. Like there are communities being built that are specifically for those kind of people. And like, you're a part of the, you, you have the digital assets. So that means you're a part of the community. And then the roadmap is like, there's IRL events or there's like once a month events or something you would naturally buy a ticket to something that you're naturally doing, except when you show up with your companion, your solo or your companion, whoever you take with you, you're going to be around a collective of people who share the same value and interest, which is really exciting because then these are your friends. And then these are also people you can do business with. Right. So I'm a part of this collective called Astro Emojis. Right. It's the first mental health and wellness festival uh, uh, project on the blockchain. And they have a mental health and wellness festival monthly. They just had the first one. The second one's going to be this month and it's every month. And I'm curating, um, supporting and helping curate different speakers at these events, like someone who would go to Burning Man or Lightning in a Bottle. And you go and they, they have a partnership with Wim Hof, you know, the famous Wim Hof technique. Yeah, I do the old uh, Wim Hof ice and breathing techniques. Quite See, often. you do Wim Hof. So you you would probably, since you like Wim Hof, and I like Wim Hof and we're on the show together right now. There's also other unknown things where it's like, oh yeah, I like this or I like this or I want to go here, I want to go there. So let's say you have Astro Emojis um, NFT. Then you're a part of the, the festival every month. You're meeting different people. Uh, there's different events, things happening, you know, and you would like to be a part of those. And then you also meet people in the community. Like I met one girl, this one girl, and she's lives in Detroit and she's a part of Astro Emojis and it's where I'm from. And it's like, there's other people, like my friend, Robert Sturman, I brought him on to be a speaker mm. and he does Wim Hof. He has an ice bath at his home mm. four times a week. So these are like-minded things that we're already doing, but that we can be with the collective and do them together instead of feeling so isolated and alone that we're not, we don't have someone to do them with. I do like that because that's one of the things that I actually believe is because I'm trying to figure out what is the future of all this and, and I think that people are going to have, like you said, NFTs, which represent different parts of their personality or even just hobbies or skills. So, you know, like it might, so you, I, might, I might have a Wim Hof NFT and another NFT for like the mental health NFT and another one and another one. And, and just by having possession of those, I can, I can then be matched with other people. And that's something that you can't do today because that data was just owned by Facebook or Google. So they know it, but no one else does. But yeah. but with did but with um using like MetaMask um or something, you know, it can, you know, as soon as you connect your wallet to MetaMask, it can see you have this NFT, this NFT, this NFT. Oh, you're this type of person, and it can connect you to other like-minded individuals. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, continue. That it was just interesting. Oh yeah, no, 1000%. Everything you're saying, yes, 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 yes. I mean, and, and you, to your point of what you're saying, you know, what people were saying earlier is like, I was on the phone with this woman. Um, I won't say the name of who or which book publishing company, but it's a huge book publishing company. Mm. And I met her at a podcast uh, event um, about eight weeks ago. 
my friend, Robert Greenlee, he's the VP of brand partnerships at Libsyn. Uh, He took me to this event on air, like pod, pod air on fest air. It was in Brooklyn about eight weeks ago. And I met this woman and um, they represent podcasts and they take um, books and and put them into podcasting. And now she's like the VP of like finding books and like, like getting people book deals. And she's like, if you know any stories and then, and then giving them podcasts. Right. And um, of these like unique dynamic stories. And she was telling me she was around when the internet happened and she remembered what everyone was saying about the internet. And she's still here now. And I'm consulting her and sharing her how she can turn books into NFTs. No, oh, interesting. And podcasts I mean, I, into I NFTs. When the, well, I wasn't around when the internet was made because that was in the 60s. But um, but I was around when the web kind of started up in the 90s. And basically, everyone, including myself, was like, is this ever going to be anything? Because, you know, and... And people, and, and in, the, in those days, people were just did because I think when any new medium comes along, and it's the same that's happened with NFTs. Like with NFTs, people have taken images to NFTs, but NFTs are really more like um, like digital tickets or identifiers. Um, and the real use cases don't come until a few years later, you know. And so when you when your friend is digitizing books as NFTs. Um, I actually, that's, that's actually quite a good idea. I hadn't even heard of that, but 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 people are going to try different things. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because with like podcasting, um, you can release the full episode, or let's say it's it's just you solo. You don't have to think about it. But let's say you have a guest on. Mm-hmm. So um, I have everything set up. I can put on any distribution platform whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But the kind of person I am. I could very well contact the person and say, I'm going to gift you 10% mm. of, you know, the NFT sale and, um, and then 20% is going to this nonprofit. Right. Um, so you could literally take an episode if it's with a guest mm. and you could, br- instead of just being one full podcast, you can break them up into different NFTs of mm. different segments of mm. topics mm. like us, like however we're talking about, you could say, oh, this part is, this clip is an NFT, this two minute clip, this five minute clip, this seven minute clip, this three minute clip. And you can break up each episode into multiple NFTs. Mm. Yeah. I, I should actually do that. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That's a good mm-hmm. idea. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh, there could be like utilities where you give a, a someone or a brand as long as it ethically goes along with your message and your intention of who you are, you could give their brand a shout out on your podcast, right? Mm. Or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's different things you can offer them. Mm. Depends mm. like what you have to offer. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, for me, it's interesting because I've only, I think I've only made like, um, I mean, I'm invested in the space of NFTs because um, I've, I've done a few like tech investments and things, but and I've made like one NFT myself. Yeah, congratulations! <laughs> only, one F, what, like, like only one NFT, and yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Where'd you release it? Is, I, I think I put it on. I think I put it on Mintable. Uh, I put one on Mintable. Um, maybe I made two and then one on OpenSea. And the thing is, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like make sure that. I'm not just putting NFT. The reason I haven't put many up is I don't want to just put them up there just because I think I'm going to make money from it. Because firstly, the chances are I probably won't if I just do that. I want, I want to actually put them up because there's 
you know th- th- there's some th- story I want to tell you know like yeah I want people to be part of my club or I want them to do this or to do that and and that's why you know I mean a lot of people have just said to me oh make an NFT make an NFT I said look, look hold on do you even know what an NFT is and they said no don't just make it because you'll make money out of it and I'll be your manager or whatever and I'm like no hilarious I, 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 I think because a lot of people in the space what they've done is like here in Europe at least they they've seen a few newspaper articles about a kid who's made like a million dollars in like a month from Mm -hmm. nfts Mm -hmm. and they seem to think oh that was easy you know like everything looks easy when you don't have to do it yeah (laughs) when someone else well everyone has their own story to tell who knows i mean that person probably had a um you know uh, impactful story and people had compassion for it and that's what moves people you know exactly exactly but and 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 it's difficult to be vulnerable so uh, I've been practicing vulnerability for, you know, years. So, mm. but maybe my whole life. Um, yeah. Is it bit, being vulnerable or being deliberately vulnerable or or just putting yourself out there? Well, I've always like, put myself out there, but I, sometimes it's controlled of putting myself out there of how I want people to see me, but being able to just really put myself out there. And sometimes people see us in ways we don't see ourselves. You know, sometimes mm. people see us in ways where we we're not showing certain vulnerabilities mm-hmm. of of who we are and how we are um, mm-hmm. because we're so attached to the illusion of what we perceive about ourselves or what mm-hmm. we want other people to perceive about ourselves. So sometimes it's difficult, it, you know, to let go of that. But it's always been a practice of mine, it, an awareness and a practice of mine. Yeah. Does that does that happen? I mean, do, do a lot of people who are acting do they kind of? Are you saying they kind of forget to be themselves? Well, I can't so speak for character. other people, but <laughs> um, I can't speak for other people in, in what they do. But, um, you know, when I get a role in a project, um, I, I get into it. I'm, I'm like this research person and I mm. look at the tone of the show. Is it a show? Is it a comedy drama? Is it a, is it a movie? Is what, Who's the director? What have they directed? Have I seen their movies? Is there a mm. film that maybe I want to watch prior mm. to getting involved? Who are the mm. casting directors? Um how much time do I have? What's Mm. the material? And then, and then I start being very physical after I do the data work, the research, I start to become very physical. Like what would this character wear? And I start from like the ground up and I start accessorizing and I start embodying on a physical level, the character. And I need to call my mom immediately and um, have her run lines with me just Mm. back and forth because the language to get it out of my mouth and my tongue. Some sometimes it could be the way that I speak, but sometimes it can be written in a way that, like, like, a, like a scientist or um, a doctor. Maybe I'm mm. using words and languages mm. that I don't know. So I need to get. I need to be more physical and get it mm. out. And then I start preparing, and I I go all for it. But then after I put it on tape, I dismantle everything and I just leave it, and I just like just leave it at the doormat. So I'll get fully immersed into it, but then as soon as my work's done, I'll have to um, get rid of it because uh, if I hold on to it, it's very torturous. It's that kind not of good. reminds me of, of someone I saw on, on uh, some US show and they said, uh, which of your movies is your favorite one? And they say, I don't know. I've never seen any. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear I hear actors who do that, too. I, I haven't seen some of the stuff I've been in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 that's so interesting. So, so is I mean, if I if I can go back to like technology stuff um, a little bit, in that um, there's a big difference between what's happening here in Europe and what's happening in America, and also in other like in Asia. I think 
all of this digital art and NFTs, they're, they're a lot bigger than they are here. But do you do you see that it's going to change the industry in at least like Hollywood, for example, like everyone has like like you have like everyone has an agent at the moment. Do you see that all of this like NFTs and digital stuff is going to change how Hollywood works? And great I mean, question. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, just no, saying no, no. So that is a question. Do you see it's going to change it? I mean, like when you just see like yeah. YouTube artists, I mean, I just saw like uh, someone showed me Mr. Beast the other day and I was uh. like, and I just thought, is this some kid? And they said, yeah, this is a really successful YouTuber. And I was like, oh, wow. And then they, you know, and all these other people, and I didn't even know about them and all these TikTokers and all that. I mean, yeah. is it that, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people who've been on these platforms, like people who are on YouTube, for example, in the beginning, people have been able to sustain themselves. But as time goes on, it kind of is a race to the bottom and people just can't, you know, sustain themselves anymore. I mean, and, and th th this is I'm not sure if this is a question or me just talking now, but I think one of the good things I see with NFTs is it's it might be the first time where it's going to give artists a chance to own their own work. And very much so being a sovereign being yeah. love that There's love a question it yeah. here somewhere but maybe you can like yeah figure out what well, the question was and answer yeah well a couple thoughts um i um was introduced to uh rad nft tv and they are so rad i love them rad's very cool um and you know we've had a couple conversations but um, I've uploaded 49 different pieces of content to Rad so far, and we're going to roll them out. Uh, spoke more music videos, music videos I've directed, produced, mm -hmm. music videos I've starred in. Um, I made a short film, two short films through SAG Foundation or mm -hmm. through SAG. Um, I did an improv series. Uh, there's um, three seasons. Um, so I'm going to be rolling them out um, strategically, but I think I'll be the very first artist to have a web series on the blockchain um, oh, wow. in the coming months. Yeah. Um, so um, they were telling me like they have partnerships with like PlayStation and, and Sony, I believe, but they're, they were telling me like, you know, Hollywood's still like five years out. Right. So it's like from, you know, but what happens what is. You mean they're five years out. Do you mean it's five before years they're going to. Yeah. It? Like, like I, I think so. But I mean, people are already having talks. People are already like doing mm -hmm. things. Um, but the, the thing is, um, for example, like Julie Pacino, she's, you know, an acquaintance of mine in the space and she had uh, a project from the Madonna in there it's photography and they sold out and she is raising funds based only crypto funds. And she's shooting a film, um, this June, which is coming up, um, and taking away the model of Hollywood and, you know, raising funds through the blockchain, through crypto wow. and financing films that way. Um, there's this director who um, is going to be on my podcast really soon. Um, her name is Jordan and she's won an Academy Award, you know, through Hollywood and everything like that. But on January 26th, she released um, uh, Red Flags on OpenSea and um, you know, it was a short film. So, and, and I know I just saw something recently, like Julie and her partnered up and do they're doing something. Um, this woman, Josephine, who's in Europe, um, she's doing a, a bunch of things in film. There's a, there's a film group that I'm in, um, of women filmmakers. Um, and so that's really exciting. So people are already taking action. Um, there's this one person, she was in crash. Her name is Jennifer 
I don't know who she is. I think she's Greek because I went to her page and there's like all these Greek people on it. But my friend Sabat, he sold three NFTs and those three NFTs sold and they were to raise funds um, for for a project um, through the blockchain, a film. And I think they're, they've already shot it. So there are people taking action already to um, raise funds through the blockchain. Uh, my friend Jesse Bergstein, he did this amazing documentary recently. Um, I think it was um, in the in the Congo. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I know he um, is. He may be the. He may very well be the first docu documentary. Uh, very, I was going to say very one of the first uh, documentaries, but I, he's probably the first um, documentary on on the blockchain. So. Um, so there are people taking action and doing things. Um, I released uh, a spoken word music video um, that I directed and produced on the blockchain um, a few weeks ago because um, what was it a part of? Oh, so I've been a part of like seven different collaborations with different NFT artists. And so uh, there was this biggest um, uh, exhibition, uh, NFT exhibition at South by Southwest. And uh, three of my pieces were in those exhibitions, which was really, really cool. And that was with Searchlight. Um, and then the month before that, they had one called Domance. Mm -hmm. And uh, where they, it was, they were showing my spoken word, but it was me as an actor doing spoken word poetry, mm -hmm. but I also directed and produced it. So um, it's really exciting. Uh, all the, on Rad NFT TV, you can have your own channel. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking some of my friends oh, who are, who are no, TikTokers. I haven't heard of this. What is it? Yeah, it's called Rad NFT TV that I mentioned mm -hmm. a moment ago. But uh, like, I can um, I can arrange so you can have your own channel and you can have your podcast on Rad NFT TV, and so okay. you can yeah, so you can I can give you your own channel. How like a influencer, a TikToker would have their own channel. You can have your own channel on Rad NFT TV. So um, uh, I have my own channel on Rad NFT TV, uh, and I'm giving other people. And I've actually talked to Hollywood uh, a couple mm -hmm. times. Um, onboarding and educating people, mm. actors, you mm. know, but it's just like so above the over their heads. They, they have no idea what's going on, mm. um, which is fascinating because for me, it's I don't see seems normal because it's not at all. It's very, very exciting. Um, but just because I've just been like breathing, living it every single day. So I the guess uh, Hollywood is basically being ignored by Hollywood or, or they just. There's so much. um would you would you say that, that people are resisting it or they just they, it's just slow to change um i see more of the resistance in the music world with music musical artists i see more resistance there because they're already so excited like so into successful in web two why go to web three but i've seen i definitely see a lot of musicians step into the place and cross over like nas you know he was the first artist with royal um blouse mm. company join royal i think it may mm. be join royal but i like to say royal mm. <laughs> um but he transferred over um i think diplo is doing something with royal now blouse company i just saw um so i think there's been some resistance in music be it mm. because it's like a free for all, but music's always been a free for all with mm. the union. There's like a, like the SAG, like, you know, mm. AFTRA and things like that nature. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention, which is really exciting mm. is um, voiceovers. Mm. Right. And so because of these generative projects, a lot mm. of them are animation. Mm. It's 
it's so it's such a I think it's a really big opportunity. I think uh, voiceover artists are going to blow up in the space next. Like right now, music and fashion are really and poetry are really like taking off. But I think voiceovers are really going to take off because like, um, well, uh, Hello Sunshine, Reese Witherspoon's production company, they just did a deal. He's very big into NFT in the NFT space and uh, Reese? Like crypto space. Yeah. Reese. Yeah. She's, or she's very, she's trying to get into it in a big way. Yeah. I've been in, I've been in the rooms. Like when the announcement happened, I, I saw the article and variety and like I was in the rooms when everyone was talking about it. But so I think they're going to like take those NFTs and make them an animation cartoon. Oh, wow. And so basically everyone's going to be doing this in Hollywood soon. Not just Hollywood. I think actually maybe it's already happening, but, but maybe there's, there's already deals. There's already deals. There's already deals. Okay. There's already there's already like crypto punks. It was mm. in, it was in Hollywood, like four or five Hollywood mm. reporter, like four or five months ago. Um, crypto punks grabbed a deal with like UTA uh, or okay. one of the big agencies to be represented by them. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, think it, it could was... democratize funding for films. I mean, this is something I, I'd be excited by because at the moment, I mean, it's like it's like Silicon Valley, like Silicon Valley now it's not really the center of the tech world anymore. It's just been democratized by everyone went to Miami. Sorry. Everyone went to Miami. I I heard they went to Austin and yeah, other places in Miami is one of them. Is it? Yeah. Well, the mayor said around this time last year, he's like, how can I help? Mm. You know, because San Francisco, it was being shut down and the mayor tweeted like, Mm. I'm here. How can I help? And like a lot of people went to, um, to Miami. That's kind of crazy because America is so big. I mean, for me, like being in Europe, thinking someone's going to move from California to Miami, it's like a to- it's almost feels like a totally different country. They're so far away from each other. Yeah. 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 I love both places. Okay. Uh, how are you doing for time? Because uh, I know we've yeah. gone over there. I- I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, what would you, so um, I think we've talked a lot about what you, the stuff you're doing in this space and um, your history mm-hmm. and where you see things going and, um, and, and about like NFTs and all this digital art. I mean, m- making, well, it's going to be big. It's, it's be- becoming big and it's going to get bigger. And uh, I think, as we said earlier, is, I mean, like for me, it's that people will be owning their own work, which is, which is a big thing. And it's so great. Yeah. And, so it's like, it's like this for, for like anyone, an artist or anyone, it's mm. like, if you're a non-union actor, mm. what, what, you, what do you mean non-union? Could you define that for the audience? Cause even I'm not sure what it means. Oh, okay. So if you're in SAG after you're in the union. Okay. The screen actors guild, you're mm. a union. So let's say I do a commercial. Mm. I get my base fee. Then every time they play it, I get a fee, a residual. And then mm. after 13 week cycle, if they want to use it, they Mm. have to pay me that fee plus the residuals. Mm. But with non-union, they could say, oh, we're giving you a one-year deal or it's Mm. in perpetuity, which Mm. is forever. And you just get that one fee. That's the difference Mm -hmm. between union and non-union. There's, you know, uh, how you're protected and how the contracts are. So does this mean that some people who might have done a really important part in a film that does really well might get almost nothing? Um, If they're not in a union. How did how does it affect you? Does it does it mean if you're not in a union, you'll generally get paid less? Um, 
if you're not in the Screen well, Actors Guild. Well, you you said you said like a great movie, but I mean any any movie could be a great movie and not be union or non-union. But I'm just it, like uh, if there's yeah, I mean if it's Warner Brothers or Paramount, if it's you know through there, it's probably a union movie, and then uh, they're gonna get residuals when it plays in foreign. It's gonna be play. You're gonna get paid. But if you're doing a movie mm. where it's not union then maybe it can play in Europe and Asia and everywhere. And you're not going to get those royalties and residuals. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I have to admit, I don't know the details yeah. of how it works so much. But yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, so is that, do you think that sort of thing will change? Because, um, because some people are worried that all of these NFTs and everything that once big companies and, and studios get onto it, they'll just basically you know buy up the rights for everything even if it's with nfts and, and and they'll just maybe switch to managing nft artists and taking a commission from them and stuff you know like 10 percent from any, every nft they ever have so do you think it could even just turn into the same thing we have today but the bigger plays just get even bigger and artists I think can still get screwed i think the the companies when they onboard and they get involved i think they'll have their own smart contracts and mm. so um like you me anyone who's anyone to be a sovereign being and to mm. own the rights and independence mm. is smart to have our own smart contracts which you mm. can do like manifold xyz is mm. a place where someone could do with their own smart contract mm. um but what happens is like if you put it on a marketplace like open mm. they take a percentage they mm. don't take a percentage from the artist who puts their work up they take a percentage from the collector and they pay the gas fees. So then there's different marketplaces you can put it on and you're using their smart contracts. But if you have your own smart contract, mm. you can have it go to your own marketplace, your own website where they do mm. first sales mm. on the smart contract. And mm. that's the contract. Yeah. And then if it goes to secondary, it's in mm. your smart contract mm. of what the percentages would be. And then it could go to a mm. secondary market like OpenSea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I see what you're saying. I, I, I mean, but there's, but there's also another part to it in that if you're an NFT artist, you still will need, um, you, you'll still need help from someone to help to market and how to, like, you might need promotion and stuff for your work and things. Okay. So, so you could still get a thing where you can have a, maybe it's in the smart contract where, where the managers also link to it and they still, because I don't think NFT means that you can't have someone taking a cut out of your work. You can still, it might not be OpenSea. It could just be a manager taking a cut or a manager and OpenSea. Okay. Does that make so, sense? No, yeah. I mean, it can go in so many different directions. So let's say, for example, um, I have um, a, a curation I'm doing and mm. I'm working with other NFT artists and mm. I'm consulting them. But I can do what I do with short-term, medium-term, long-term as a producer creator mm. and, and have them in the mix of my projects mm. and I'm consulting and onboarding mm. them. But then I have a partner who does marketing and her partner, they know Discord and they know social media mm. and mm. I don't do those things. Sure, so, sure. so then that partner can get a percentage, whatever you negotiate, like they get percentages, mm. which is a good percent because marketing and social mm. media like that's that's super important mm. unless you already have a following in a community of people who know you mm. yes mm. to have different instruments of the team where they get like a percentage of that you always want to make sure you have like a community pot where mm. like um, a percentage goes to the community right mm. for the people who are going to be a part of this long term because you're only going to have x amount of nfts and when that's done you want to make sure you have some of the percentages go to that pot so mm. then you can honor and serve the roadmap whatever that is mm. okay but okay. yeah 
And then to give you more easier example, I guess, than union or non-union, it would be like if you're um, a physical painter or a photographer, an artist, and you go and you're desperately wanting someone to represent you, you don't have to have your self-worth, you know, be messed with. You don't have to like think about someone outside of yourself. Like, oh, do you align with my work? Will you represent my work? Because I can take my own work and put it on the marketplace. And I don't, I can just cut that out. Now, the other thing is like, Am I going to work with the, am I going to work with the gallery directly? Or do I have a broker who's an art dealer Mm. who represents me and then has his or her clientele to get my work out there? And then they take a commission and then the gallery Mm. takes a commission and then I never see money again. That's more of a non-union actor, right? Mm. When you're like Mm. selling a piece of your artwork and someone takes a commission, the gallery takes commission, you get a commission and then the collector has it and the collector can then go and sell it however they wish. And you never get a secondary sale from that with the blockchain mm. and the smart contracts when now when you sell something when the collector buys it when they resell it mm. and they resell it and they resell mm. it every time it resells you get a percent most i put 10% a lot of people put 10% you can put mm. whatever you want mm. but anytime it sells and resells i get that 10% that's always. amazing that is amazing i have to and that's that was one of the things that made me think oh yeah this is something so that's the difference between being a union and a non-union actor. A union actor gets those percentages. So, and that's the cool thing about the blockchain because you mm. can put the percentage that you get after mm. the initial sale and you don't know, and you might not be here. I might not be here, but it's like generational wealth that could go to your grandchildren and things mm. of that nature or to a foundation that you chose. So, so it means that anyone who, who who's like selling their work and if they can sell it, like, like maybe someone does something for a movie and that is and the studio buys that as an nft then that person will get resell right it's like everyone's in the union but their own union they, they decide the terms exactly it's yeah, like that ma- that it's, it's, it's more yeah. of a community it's it's not like oh why are all these people they them like getting mm. all this money and mm. then i'm not you know it's just it's been unbalanced of where mm. funds are going to where, where sure. funds are going you know okay that makes sense um Okay, so so I think that I think I've asked everything I wanted to ask. But mm. what about yourself, Katie? Like, what's the future for you? I mean, you've said you're doing some NFT stuff, but but do you you know up till next year? But do you see like you're going to get more involved with the digital work and stuff going forward for the next few years? Like, like what's your vision? yeah yeah? I'm really excited to um, um my focus right now is to book a lead in animation series and um you know get on TV as a household name. And so I think by doing that, it's really going to help with my brand and more people to know like not only see my work and know more about my NFTs. Um, but then I'm going to, uh, have a new paint studio Mm. and, uh, create new works and have physical paintings and, um, yeah, physical paintings and, and put them as NFTs. So Mm. like there'll be X amount of NFTs, but then one special person, like will get the one of one where they're actually Mm. getting the physical with the NFT. Okay. Okay. Um, and also um, about where people can find you. Oh, um, yeah. I think you've shared me some. You can yeah. share them now. There's quite a few links, and I have to post them in the show notes as oh, well. Oh, yeah, totally. So yeah. And I have, a, it's called a pink sheet that I created. So it's divine um, um, feminine energies that I respect and remi- admire of people I learn from. So if you, when you go to chinakas.com and you put in your um, email, it has an automation set up 
where it sends you the pink sheet of people you can follow in the space. And you can just be in their rooms and their Twitter Mm -hmm. rooms. And you can just like see what they're posting, like Mm -hmm. what they're posting about, what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. like sharing wealth of information of people who aren't gatekeepers, people who give information in Mm -hmm. ethical ways, um, people I respect and admire. So it's ongoing. I'm, I'm building it out. And um, yeah, so I have a pink sheet set up. I also have an automation of my uh, Lover's Fairy Tale poetry book. It's a playlist. And it's also um, uh, a sheet of like a Web3 lingo of like, you know, certain words mm-hmm. and things that, you know, people um, can get to know. So I have that set up by just going to chinakis.com. And then anyone who listens to this podcast, who's listening or watching right now, and um, if they go to my merch store and buy some merch um, and say it came from your podcast, then I will give them a shout out on my podcast. Okay, good. So, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so chinakis.com and it's a way they can support me, you know? Okay. And I, I feel loved that way when people are like representing, you know, what, what my heart and soul is all about, you know, if you vibe with it, but also, yeah, uh, she's all over the place podcast. We have our over 80 episodes. It's an official NFT podcast season four is right now. It's, um, it's a women empowerment series and it's exploring divine femininity on all genders. So, so yeah, those are the ways um, people can find me and connect with me. Okay. And I'll make sure I post those in the show notes as well. Um, okay, so um, it's been great to talk to you today, and um, and uh, I, I've enjoyed it, and I've learned quite a lot actually about the business. I, I mean, you, sometimes you have to um, ig- you have to excuse my ignorance about how a lot of um, the industry works and how Hollywood works, I, because you know I, I'm mostly oh, yeah. techie. I, I just oh, don't no. know sometimes. Oh no, you're great, but I mean that's why we connect so we can learn yeah. and grow with one another. And I'm, um, I mean, um, I would love to come back any time because it's evolving and it, everything's happening so quick. It's like in one day, it's like it could feel like a year. It's like wow. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. the thing is, there's no, there's nothing, there's no experts and there's nothing like set in stone. It's mm. it's being it's it's being built now. And there's mm. things that have been built and they crash and they fall, but then we learn from those things mm. that didn't work, you know and. And, but if we just, you know, have acceptance and, you know, a lot of forgiveness and compassion and, you know, connect with people and just do your own research, like just learn, just learn mm-hmm. as much as possible. It's not like an overnight kind of thing, but yeah. um, a lot's happening very fast. And the cool thing is, since it's such a, like a new space, it's like being in a new world that mm-hmm. like anything is possible, like any idea, like I, whoever's listening to this and like any idea that you have, yes. And it, it's not, it's not gatekeeping. It's not saying no, it's, it's yes. And it's like, okay, how can we make that happen? And people are excited. And if, if they're, if they can't help you, they're like, oh, I know someone who's doing that. Or I know someone who would love to be a part of that. And so it's, it's finding like knowing your weakest links and then like being vulnerable and telling people about it. And they're being like, oh, like, let me nurture that. Let me help that. I know someone who can do it. And it's about helping one another. So um, that it's, it's really fun, you know, and I think I'm really excited about that, but yeah, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just, the cool thing is like Jim quick, two things, Jim quick says like, when you're a student, you learn, right. But when you're a teacher, you get to learn twice. So like everything I'm, sh- yeah. So everything I'm sharing right now is just like something that I was taught and then I get to teach it again, you know? And so I get to be more endowed with, the teachings and I think this and whole podcast is for me to learn you know this whole podcast is so I can learn from you yeah I mean that's that's how it I is in my podcast about, too yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm a few like when I started this six months ago I knew I needed to learn you know in detail like this whole crypto space I mean even right. though I was involved earlier I was not 
I, I was kind of like one of these surface people, you know, and um, and, that, and now I'm like, look, I actually I don't want to just look at the apple. I want to taste the apple and understand how it works. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what 50 says in the 50th law that he did with Robert Greene. He's like, why be a spectator on the bench? He's like, no, get get on the court and play. Yeah, Start messy right. and just do it. <laughs> but but it's so cool that you're you started a podcast and you're learning about it because not only are you learning about it for you, you're holding so much space for people. So you're being like a leader and holding space so they can learn, too. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's great. Thanks a lot. I hope so. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll close it off now. So thank you very okay. much for today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for having me.